version 320. <laughs> <laughs> Good text to know, by the way. It just confirmed what we said this morning. God forces salvation on no one. He knows. If any man opens the door, I will come in him and sup with him. If. Always keep that in mind. God has a part to play, and we have a part to play. God always performs his part. He has a divine difficulty in getting us to perform ours. It's not a one-man show. It is a combination of God's work, God's power, and our fulfillment of the conditions. And as we read in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. Salvation is a result of mixture. God does the same thing. We fulfill the conditions. And fulfilling the conditions, as I said this morning, is an expression of faith. So when Peter said, Lord, if it be thou bidden, I come unto thee on the water. Matthew 14, 28. And Jesus said, come. That was the condition. Jesus could have said, stay where you are, come and get you. Jesus said, come. When Peter stepped out, that was an act of faith. Fulfilling conditions is an act of faith. Not works, it's an act of faith. And I wanted to stress that very heavily. Thank you for coming. I have some friends here from over there, driven all the way. Doctors McNulty, Arakawa, and Kim. Raise your hands, please. We can figure out what your names are. All right, fine. Good young men who are associated with Restoration 205, where I was greatly blessed. Anyone else drove in this afternoon? Okay. <laughs> she broke the last night this morning and this afternoon. So that's good. All right. What time is it? Five. Where are my friends who are giving me the time this morning? Oh, here we are. What time is it? Five. How much time do I have for this afternoon's message? But there was another little fellow. Where is he? There were four of them. <laughs> Thank you. 
that I may be hidden behind the cross, and that your Son, Jesus Christ, and our Savior alone may be glorified and lifted up, and that the words spoken may be words from heaven itself. And when we leave, we may say that we have met with God, and we have heard from God. I offer this prayer in Jesus' name and for His sake. Amen. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews 11, verse 6. The Bible says, But without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe some two things. And I want us to focus on those two things. He or she that cometh to God must believe. It is non-negotiable. What's the first thing? That he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I want to focus this afternoon on the fact that we must believe that he is. Not he does. Are you with me? He is saying nothing and he is doing nothing. 
And if our faith depends on always having God do something in those periods of God's quietness, our faith will be profoundly shaken because there are times when God deliberately chooses to be quiet and still and inactive. But there's no time when God ceases to be God. And so the Bible says, he that cometh to him must believe that he is. God always is. Even in the moments of silence, he is. In the moments of inactivity, quotation mark, he is. Our faith must be in the fact that he is. That never changes. That's the faith we will need in the time of trouble. John the Baptist in that dungeon. Eloi says he was oppressed by demons trying to just discourage him. And he told the disciples, go to Jesus and ask him, is he ready for one? They came back and said, but Jesus sent back and said, tell them the blind see the lame walk the dead and So I'm doing these things. But that is one level of faith. That's okay. It's legitimate. It's not the highest expression of faith. Let me show you the faith God wants from us as we continue with the ability of divinity. Tomorrow morning I will discuss the activity of divinity because that has its place. The Bible begins in Genesis chapter 1 with the activity of God. Creation. Daniel chapter 3. Reading from verse 16. Daniel 3, reading from verse 16. You have Daniel. You have 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Because Nebuchadnezzar had asked them at the end of verse 15, Who is that God who is able to deliver you out of my hand? If you refuse to bow, who you tell me? Which God is this you serve that can deliver you from my hand? He was then the most powerful man on the face of the earth. So this says verse 17. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is what? Well. He is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thy hand. Okay. Now verse 18 begins with what words? But if not. Now that's the bottom line. But if not. If he does not act, will we still believe that he is? Does God always have to act for us to believe? If not, be it known unto thee, O King, that we will not serve thy God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. If God does not act, our faith in him remains unshaken, because we know who he is. We know what he can do, but we know he has the final choice as to whether he will do or not. Amen. I am calling upon you today, as I call upon myself, our faith must move from action to being. God always is. He does not always act. 
chose not to act, and John the Baptist had his head removed from his neck. He chose not to act, and Peter was crucified upside down. He chose not to act, and the brother of Jesus, James, was beheaded. He chose not to act, and Stephen was stoned to death, Acts chapter 7. He chose not to act. His son was hanging on that cross. He chose not to act. He left him on that cross. But the final words from the lips of Jesus was, Father, into thy hands. He didn't ask him to do anything. Into thy hands, in the final moment of darkness, as I slip into the tomb and trust who you are. You don't have to get me on this cross. I trust you. I believe that you are. Amen. That's where our faith must be placed. God is able whether he does something or not. Yes, God has invited us to prove him. Prove me now, you will save the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, yes. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. But at some point we come to the place where we've had enough proof. You see, actions can deceive and mislead. If our faith is based on only what God does and not who he is, we can be misled very easily because the devil will give us what we want. He will give us a lot of actions. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, reading from verse 3. As we continue the ability of divinity, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, reading from verse 3. Do you have that? This slide, you have it? Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except in the falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, sit down in verse 9. Even him whose coming is after the power of Satan, with what? Power? Signs and what else? Lying wonders. Because they are, you see, we can see them, we can hear them. We can smell them, we can taste them, we can feel them. And so, at a human level, we're satisfied, yes, God is present. Because I can verify. There are times when God chooses to act above the sensory level. We see nothing, we hear nothing, we taste nothing, we smell nothing, we feel nothing, but we must believe there's something. That's the faith God wants. The devil satisfies our desires to hear and to touch. And so there are people running to churches where miracles are being performed. Come get your miracle. I was going through, I don't recall it was Kendrick again, I saw this church. Uh, come get your miracle church. Now who can resist that? Come get your miracle. <laughs> and people go to these churches by the hundreds. And they accuse the Adventist church of not being a true church because no miracles occur in the church. Now they're right and they're wrong. Miracles should occur among us. I've seen them. 
But our primary focus cannot be miracles because Satan will accelerate the rate at which he performs miracles in the last days. A miracle is not final proof that God is present. Truth is final proof that God is present. That's what Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. First John chapter 5, verse 6. For it is the Spirit that bears witness because the Spirit is truth. John 4, 24. God is the Spirit there. Worship Him, must worship Him in Spirit and in truth because He's also truth. I'm saying to you from my heart, we must rise to a higher level of faith. Our faith must be in who God is, not first and foremost in what God does. Because from time to time, God chooses not to do. But He can never choose not to be. And I don't mean to be philosophical and, and obtruse. I'm trying to be simple. Our God is able to deliver us from the fiery, the burning fiery furnace. But if not, that's what God wants to hear. If not, will you still serve? If I don't deliver you from the fire, will you still serve me? Those three Hebrew boys say yes. Darius came to the tomb, to the, the den where Daniel was placed with the lions. Daniel 6. He said, Oh Daniel, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Is your God able? And God chose to demonstrate his ability by activity as he did for the three Hebrew boys. But God already knew that Daniel and those three boys, whether he acted or not, they would still have served him. And God honors that. He didn't save them to prove he was God. He saved them to honor their faith in him as a person, not in his activity. I hope I'm making this clear. If you were hungry and you went to the Salvation Army, and there are two lines serving soup, there are two large vats of soup, same size containers, same everything. The only difference is the two people serving. On one side you have Mother Theresa serving. On the other side you have maybe Hitler. Now don't be cute, but what line would you first think of choosing? Why? Because the soup is better? Because of what? Who she is? Or what? Now here's the devil. Here's God. Can God give us wealth? Yes or no? Yes. Can the devil give us wealth? Yes. Whose wealth do we want? Yes. God's. Because of who he is. The wealth is the same. Because the devil said to Jesus, all this will I give you, and he was not joking. All this will I give you, all the kingdoms and all the glory, I will give you. The devil gives things to people. There are rock stars who make confessions that they may pack for the devil, that they might be successful. The devil can give you things. God gives you things. 
But that we heal you, God needs you. In Luke 13, Jesus healed the woman who had been dead over 18 years. He said, Satan had her that way. If he put you on free, he can take it off. So the ultimate choice comes down to not what they do, but who they are. God is righteous. He's just. He's holy. He's all truth. The devil is a liar. He's a murderer. And I want no wealth from a murderer. So he that covets the God must believe what? That he is. That's the faith God wants us to have here. Because I repeat, there will come a time as you and I occupy this room when we will think that God has left us. Simply because we don't see activity. Cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The Father was right there on the cross. In the darkness, Jesus conceived. He wasn't doing anything. He wanted to be close to his son. He was there. But Jesus, when he came out of that period of intense suffering, he realized, look, I know who my Father is. Let me place myself in his hand. Into my hand.
but you're not able to block for God because of the way He is. But if you don't know who God is, then your faith will falter. We have to get to know who God is. Amen. And that's why studying the life of Christ and the Word. When we learn who God is, our faith is not shaken. Because he deliberately puts us through a period of silence and inactivity to test our faith in who he is. Let us pass. If you are a child of God, you will believe God is with you whether he acts or speaks or not. And so, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he But praise God, he's also a rewarder <laughs> of them that diligently seek him. The ability of the ability. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask of him, he has that ability. But that doesn't say he does it all the time. But it's comforting to know I am praying to a God who can answer me way above and beyond what I'm asking. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling, Jude 24, I ask good to my servant God that can keep you from all species of temptations. He is able to do that. I want us to leave this place today with our faith in God rooted in who he is, regardless of what he does. Tomorrow morning we'll discuss. The activity of divinity. Today, it was the Everybody can be sued in the courts. If I struck you with my car, broke your legs, you couldn't work for six years, your lawyer can go to court and argue that you deserve a certain amount of money based on potential income. Am I right? Yes. What you could have done had your legs not been split. Based on your potential, that's all. Silhouette. 
you've got to put it up against God's ability. And you will see that God's ability swallows up your problem. Don't focus on what he'll do. You don't know what he'll do. But you know who he is. What God is, is more reliable than what he'll do because we don't know. I'm not charging God with unreliability. I'm saying we can't tell God what to do. But we know who he is. And we can remind him who he is. That's why uh, Abraham said, Shall not the devil fall on the earth do right? That's who you are. You cannot destroy the righteous of the wicked. That's not the kind of person you are. We can require God to be who he is. But we can't tell him what to do. No misunderstanding, no disrespect. God, you must be faithful. And God will not argue back. When Abraham said, Shall not the judge of all the earth right? God had nothing to say. So you take that problem, large or small, put it against your ultimate, and you will soon find out whatever you're dealing with, God can do. Because he is able. Let him decide what activity he can do. He remind him that he is able. Remind him of who he is. And he will never deny it. He'll never disappoint him. That's why I want you to say in Hebrews 11, 6. But without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The ability of divinity is where our feet must stand. How many will say, Lord, this message has opened my eyes. I want to step up higher in faith and put my faith in who you are, not so much in what you do. Raise your hand. Okay. You may not stand. I want to trust you for who you are. And tomorrow we'll talk about what he does. Is there someone now listening to me who has a particular struggle that he or she is going through? And you really need to find out just so okay to see that. You have a big struggle. is given unto me in heaven and earth. Lord, that's who you are. 
powerful God. No God can stand against you. You are a powerful God. We place our faith now on the fact that part of who you are is power. You are Lord of Lords and King of Kings, so you have power over all other kings, wherever they may be found. May be found. Father, you know the problems my brothers and sisters have. I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, give them the reassurance now that whatever the struggle, the challenge, the trial may be, let them not focus on the trial, but focus on who you are. For that's what Jehoshaphat said in 2 Chronicles 20, 12, when he said, Oh Lord, we have no power against this company that cometh against us, neither know we what to do, but our eyes are on thee. His eyes were on who God is, and God is a powerful God. Father, please, help my friends here to say, Lord, I don't see a way out, but I see you. Let them trust you, your ability, and who you are, and let them leave it to you to decide what activity we will carry out on their behalf. Just keep them faithful. Keep them faithful. I offer this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 closed. Father, thank you for your people who've come and who seem to have listened and have received the word into their hearts. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus to increase my faith in you. I do have my struggles, my doubts. Help me to place my faith not on what you will do when I conduct a crusade, but on who you are. A powerful God. A God able to save. A God able to break down the general walls of opposition. A God able to beat back the forces of darkness. Help me always to place my faith on who you are, knowing that you will ultimately do something. Oh, Father, hear this humble prayer. Have mercy on your children, I pray. Give us a mature faith. I offer this prayer from my heart. In Jesus' name, for his sake, let all God's people say, Amen. Amen. And Amen. God bless you. God bless you.